Today's show is brought to you by Real Life Baby. Real Life Baby is a fabulous online resource where you will find a variety of tips on baby and toddler well-being in addition to the most thoughtfully sourced baby gear eco shop. Real Life Baby is a great resource for parents looking to surround their little ones with the safest, most nurturing materials available. I'm personally a big fan of the humanely sourced wool products. You can explore the Real Life Baby shop by heading to their website at reallifebabyecoshop.com. And for a short period of time, you can even get 10% discount by using the code CRICKET10, all one word. That's C-R-I-C-K-E-T-10. That's reallifebabyecoshop.com, discount code inspired after my own little bun in the oven, CRICKET10. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and I'm thrilled to invite you all back for another week of food, mindset, fitness, all the good things. <laughs> Today, uh, we have another great reverse interview. I would love to introduce you all to Julia. Well, first, if you're confused about what a reverse interview is, these are when a Fed and Fit listener or reader writes in with a great question, and instead of politely answering their question via email like they've asked me to, I instead invite them onto the podcast to ask over a phone call where hopefully we have a conversation that I'm sure benefits uh, more than just the two of us. So that's kind of the, the nature of these calls. And I'm thrilled to introduce you all today to Julia. She is from Philadelphia and she is a speech language pathologist. She works with young kids in a school. Welcome to, this, welcome to the show, Julia. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Well, like I told you before I started pressing record or pressed record, I am mm-hmm. yours for the next 30 minutes. So the baton Sounds is yours. Good. Feel free to pepper me with whatever questions you've got. Okay. Sounds good. So I wrote in with a question about um, more of like a mindset type of, uh, I guess, looking for mindset advice um, about body image. And I feel like it's something that's really out there in the media these days. Um, but I guess I'll just get into like my personal thing. Cause I'm sure everybody has their own like vision of their body and body image, but I'll just get into mine. Um, I feel like, you know, I can remember issues starting as young as like fifth grade. I remember like even before social media, I was you know looking into magazines that were like, Oh, these, you know, perfect model girls. And I don't look that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like middle school, obviously like is the worst for most kids. And I can say that because I work in a middle school and like, no one's really the shining star and your bodies are changing so significantly that no one's like looking their best. Um, and then through high school and college, I was always a swimmer. So, I mean, there's the comparison factor there is, is real because, you know, you're pretty much in a swimsuit at all times. So you're mm-hmm. not leaving much to the imagination. Um, so I guess fast forward to now I'm in like my mid to late twenties and I feel like I eat very clean diet. I'm aware of what foods I can handle and what I cannot. And I definitely like control myself in moderation of certain foods. Like I wouldn't say I'm completely gluten free or dairy free or anything like that, but I tr- tend to stick on that type of paleo, you know, diet mindset type of thing, but I don't necessarily like you know, I'll have a piece of cake if it's there or, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I kind of broke the, the main issues I 
personally have into two big parts. So like the comparison from myself to others, and that like includes social media, friends, family, whatever. And then comparison from myself to myself as like a past self. Um, so I guess like the one that I think most people can relate to <clears throat> is comparison or comparison, comparing mm-hmm. myself to others. So like through social media, I like, you know, you see all the, the posts on Instagram and the, you know, I think that transparency has been really, um, it's hard to find transparency in a lot of people that post. Um, I mean, I think that like some people that I'll follow will, will post the, the, the real, the real stuff, I guess, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it sounds more crazy when I'm like saying it out loud. Which no, I totally I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but like, for example, I feel like my most, um, I'm most self-conscious about my stomach, right? So mm-hmm. I see a girl post a picture and she's got these six pack washboard abs. And I'm like looking down my stomach thinking, ew, like, why don't I look that way? I work mm-hmm. out, I eat healthy. And you know, it's, it's, I feel like a vicious cycle that I'll be like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Or it's, you know, damaging to your self-worth. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's, it's one of those things, like what is a good way to alter your mindset or to think differently and to, I don't know, I guess go in a direction where you're not relating yourself, self, self-worth to, um, you know, a comparison. Yeah. Oh, this is such a great topic. I remember why I got so excited about inviting you on, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, so my advice is going to be probably a little extreme and, Mm -hmm. and you're definitely not alone in this, Julie. I want you to know that I've definitely gone through these same bouts of comparison driven, um, those driving, I think, my perspective of myself more so than anything else. Um, hang on, I'm, I'm taking some notes because I want to make sure I don't forget things. I'm forgetting so many things these days. At this point, Julia and I are recording before the baby's born. Uh, she's due, gosh, in two and a half weeks. And oh my gosh, I am. I, I, my little my little thinker is petering out mm-hmm. on these thoughts. Well, I, I don't have kids, but I hear that pregnancy brain is a real thing, so. <laughs> it is. I was chatting. Well, that's a whole nother. Sorry, I shouldn't yeah. diverge too much. <laughs> that's a, it's a real thing, and it has everything yeah. to do with the stress hormones and, uh, you know, the cortisol's impact on our brain and our ability mm-hmm. to have short-term memory loss. Anyways, another talk and topic <laughs> for another day. Um, yeah. Okay, so I would say my... I've definitely been through this. I've definitely gone through my own phases and not that I, not that I have ever really fully recovered. You know, when it comes to having a healthy body image, I think that you're, it's, I think that the best thing we can do for ourselves is admit that it's something that we work on, right? Because when we think that we've arrived and then all of a sudden our subconscious starts comparing ourselves to somebody else and our self-worth comes into question, it has a tendency to blindside us and have a bigger impact on it than if we had just acknowledged it as something we're always going to work on. Does that make sense? Right. And I'm not saying that that's yeah, what so you did. You're kind uh, of looking at progress, not perfection. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Like okay. I will always be a recovering body image. Um, gosh, how do I put this? 
recovering from having, trying to have a healthy body image, or I will always be working on that because essentially the damage, the damage was done at a really young age. Like you said, it was probably around middle school. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's just, so those formidable years are really tough. And, and I had good, I mean, man, from the outside looking in, I had good friends. I had a great family, nothing really significant or traumatic happened that I can remember. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm the same way. Exactly. But sometimes little things just happen. And then over time, I remember, you know, just when you're growing up, I remember going to college and I got so involved in my freshman year in college. I've shared this story once before, but I got so involved my freshman year at college. I went to Texas A&M University where student organizations are just abundant. There's so many of them Mm -hmm. and you're highly encouraged to get involved. So I got really involved. I started taking up all these leadership positions and I was doing my schoolwork and I loved it. I got really, really busy, you know, and to the point where I really, I would forget meals and it was honestly unintentional at first. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would forget meals. And I remember coming home to visit family, friends and family, and everybody started commenting on how good I looked. And I remember thinking, oh, I didn't realize that I didn't look good before. (laughs) One, you know, um, and I had lost weight because I really wasn't nourishing myself enough. I was just so swept away with my work. Um, and then it just started to feed this really ugly thing inside of me where I thought, oh, I'm going to correlate not eating enough with looking good and getting compliments. And so Mm -hmm. that's really where a lot of that started. And I did, I definitely went through some really not healthy eating, uh, challenges and behaviors during college, which then yo-yoed to the extreme once I turned um, 20, 21, and I started going out with friends. I was like, forget it. I want all the pizza and all the beer and all the potato skins. Yeah. You know, swung exactly Exactly. the other way. It's like as soon as that pendulum got pulled to one extreme, I let it go, Mm -hmm. and it it would swing to the other extreme constantly. I was either really, really sick in terms of eating really bad foods, or I would restrict Mm -hmm. completely. And a lot of it had to do was like what kind of what you're mentioning was externally motivated. You know, I would wait feedback from people. And now that's before social media, right? Exactly. Because I didn't didn't get a Facebook account until I was a sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. And so, and even then people weren't sharing these kinds of cultivated, you didn't have personal brands, right? You didn't have people who were pretending, this is so, this is getting a little harsh, but you didn't have people who were pretending to share their true, authentic, real life, you know? But like, yeah, but in kind of a very synthetic way, you know? Exactly, in a very cultivated manner. Right, and I always say this, like, you know, just talking to friends and family, but like social media is just, no one ever shares the really tough things they go through, they share all the positive things. So Mm -hmm. you look at someone's, you know, life on Instagram and they have this like perfect life with this perfect body and this perfect boyfriend. And, you know, no one ever shares the, you know, for lack of a better term, no one ever shares the uh, SHIT on social media. You know, it's not like a, um, it's not an outlet for people to share things that go wrong or really tough things that they deal with personally or, with their families or things along those lines. It's, it's a place where people try to show others that their life is so good, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's across the board, whether it's has to do with health and wellness or if it's, you know, you know, I've bought myself this new car or something, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's across the board on like lifestyle in general. Totally. And I feel like what, what you were saying about the comparison, like being externally, um, you know, influenced, I feel like I went through something kind of in a similar way, but same, but different. So like mm-hmm. I was always an athlete in college and I was working out, I was a swimmer and we'd have two practices a day and we would work out, you know, seven days a week and probably five hours ish total. So like after I graduated school and just stopped swimming totally, um, I would still work out, but you know, I, I wasn't going to commit five hours every single day of my life to, you know, swimming or to working out. So I felt like I looked back at myself in college thinking, wow, I was in such good shape and I looked so good and I looked, you know, great. And now I'm like looking at myself now. I'm like, why can't I look that way? Oh, like I, you know, talking about the glory days, I guess, but, um, you know, it's, it's something I felt like I needed to make a real adjustment to because, um, you know, realistically in real life, we, we have, we have jobs. We can't work out five times or five hours a day. And, um, you know, I remember obviously working out that much and then eating whatever I wanted, drinking whatever I wanted and looking great. And I'm like, Oh, you know, and obviously age plays into this and all of those other factors, but it's just something that I felt like was a big transition from Mm -hmm. like college to, you know, now in my twenties, I'm just, it's, it's, definitely relatable, I think. It is. That is very relatable. And there's probably a bunch of other college athletes nodding their head along with you. That's a a very common thing to go through because like you said, you go from working out essentially being your job. Exactly. Yeah. It was like 20 hours a week was the rule. (laughs) Like you couldn't go over it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, So my advice, I guess it's going to be I think I've got four little pieces, four little nuggets to maybe help redirect because it's one of those things that, um, you know, you can tackle. I think it's best to tackle from a bunch of different angles instead of relying on one Mm -hmm. method, you know, Uh, because Mm -hmm. you don't really know what's going to work on what day. Right. When it comes to mindset, we are such clever creatures and we're, if if we want to feel bad, we will find a way to feel bad. (laughs) <laughs> you know, very true. Very and, true. So, and so when it comes to really setting ourselves up for a healthy mindset success day in, day out, first, we need to know that it's going to be different every day. And we need to kind of think of ourselves as, I don't know why my brain, my brain is, I'm such a visual analogy driven person. But if you think mm-hmm. of like the, um, oh, what is that show? The Warriors, um, Gladiators. Oh no! Like Game of Thrones? No, it's the one. No, it's the one with um. It's the one. They have the obstacle courses. People at home are yelling at their um, radios right now. (laughs) (laughs) They have the the obstacle courses. Is that what it's called? Very similar to Wipeout. Very similar. Okay. Um. Anyway, so they go through these obstacles, (laughs) and there's all these nets. Anyway, so that's what I'm imagining is you're going through these obstacles. (laughs) But I think that we have to imagine ourselves as weaving ourselves not just one safety net to catch us because we're going to have good days and we're not going to need to employ any of these tricks, right? You're going to wake up on Sunday right. morning, 
you're going to think, hot dang, I feel good. I look good. I'm having a great day. I'm really proud of myself. And we're just going to keep on keeping on, right? You're going to have those mm-hmm. days. Right. And so I think on those days is when we really start to become intentional about weaving ourselves some safety nets. And this is where my analogy came in. Not just one safety net, but I would say three or four deep. Right. You know, so that if mm-hmm. one fails, because we're such clever creatures, right, we're going to find a way through it. If we're really mm-hmm. low, then the next one maybe catches us. And then the next one maybe catches us. And then the last one is there, if that makes any sense. Right. So yeah. what I would say, number one thing that we can do is, well, first of all, of course, acknowledging that this is going to be a work in progress forever, right? Mm-hmm. That, that alone right. I think helps, even though it sounds and feels like more work. Mm-hmm. I think that acknowledging that this is something that's going to come up again in the future kind of helps relieve some of that stress of that perfectionism, like you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's gone. Next, I would say, and this is probably where my advice becomes a little harsh and not exciting. <laughs> anybody on social media, specifically Instagram, that you're scrolling through and, they, and you see them, and it's not that it's their fault. It's just how you interpret what they're putting out there, right? Right. If you have anybody that you're following that causes you to veer into this unhealthy mindset, unfollow them. Mm-hmm. Not forever. You, know, you can say this isn't forever, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if that makes you feel a little better. Even if it's right. me. I mean, I, yeah. I, want, I, want, I want people to unfollow accounts that make you second guess your self-worth like who whatever it is whoever it is and even if it's somebody who just posts really innocent photos of I don't know if it's Victoria's Secrets Instagram account you know and they have ads that show up on your Instagram page click don't Mm -hmm. show me these kinds of ads you know those kinds of things Really go through and be really diligent and, and get really good at building that unfollow muscle. And this is something mm-hmm. that I talk with friends about a lot. Um, other of my blogging friends, we're constantly going through and unfollowing people, not just folks that have maybe a body image issue, but folks who maybe make a second guess our, with the good work we're doing with our businesses, you know, because there's all comparisons mm-hmm. to thief of joy. And if there's somebody right. out there that is causing us to compare ourselves to them in an unfair manner, right? And logically, we right. Know, right? Logically, you know that they're only sharing us, sharing the good parts, right? right. You understand that on a very logical basis. And I, and it's just like mm-hmm. when it comes to businesses, it's like we understand that someone's chapter two is going to look different from someone else's chapter 22. And so right. logically, we understand that, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't seep in under the skin and make us question and kind of muddy our our own perspective and self-worth of our of ourselves so i would say be really diligent diligent about unfollowing okay number one <clears throat> do it for yourself you can do it this is that's not fun <laughs> <laughs> i would do that um through yeah. instagram and facebook and if you have friends who are even if you have personal friends on let's say facebook who like you said we only share the good stuff we only share we've got a new car got a new promotion nobody shares oh my gosh i had a terrible month at work 
Right, right. You know, or, oh my gosh, I almost didn't make rent. People don't share mm -hmm. that kind of stuff because they don't want to remember it. They want to remember the good things. And again, there's nothing exactly. wrong with that. I'm not out to vilify what people post on social media. But um, if, if that person, it all has to do with you and you are in control of who you see. That's the, at least at this point in social media, that's the beauty of it. And so go ahead and click hide from my timeline, hide from my newsfeed for now. And if right. in a year or so you are really feeling on top of the world and this isn't even a second thought in your mind, then go back in and you can follow them. I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers grass-fed, grass-finished, pastured beef, chicken, and heritage breed pork to your door each month. The animals are humanely raised and are never introduced to hormones or antibiotics. I have been a loyal fan and customer of ButcherBox for over a year now and love my monthly butcher box delivery because it helps me get healthy, nutrient-packed protein on my table with ease. To order your own butcher box, head to www.butcherbox.com forward slash fed and fit podcast where you can get $15 off plus free bacon with your order. Again, that's www.butcherbox.com forward slash Fed and Fit podcast for $15 off and free bacon with your order. So I would say that would be one of the safety nets. So go through and unfollow everybody. Um, okay. And then next, I would say, let's get into, let's turn this into kind of a game. Um, because inevitably you're going to see something. Let's say you go through and you unfollow the accounts that you can probably think of five or six right now, right? That you're following. Right. That we, that we follow because we think they'll be motivating. Exactly. And then they turn out to have a really negative impact. Um, mm -hmm. So it's okay to admit, whoop, uh, <laughs> that was wrong. This <laughs> 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 didn't work as much as I thought I was, orange barrel reroute. Um, so it's okay to go ahead and admit that. So you're probably thinking some have probably popped into your mind. I would go through and I would mm -hmm. unfollow those to start. But that doesn't mean that in a couple days you're going to come across somebody in a bikini eating a cheeseburger. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be like, how can they eat a cheeseburger and have washboard abs and this flow, right. these flowing locks and, and only live on beaches? Um, <laughs> I, I would say while you unfollow them, that's going to help you for the next time around, right? When you mm -hmm. put your newsfeed and you're scrolling, for that day, that was hard to see, right? Even though right. you made an action to unfollow them. So the game that you have to get into is the smoke and mirrors game, right? And it's mm -hmm. kind of seeing through that. Logically, right? Logically, we can talk ourselves through that. We can say, She's, this is cultivated content. Right. People only post the good stuff because A, they either have a business that they're trying to build online and good stuff is what they want to put out there. I'm so guilty of that. I, when I have bad days, I don't really post about them until I've recovered from them and then I can talk about right. them. Um, right. But there's also other folks who just completely don't talk about the bad days and that's right. just a part of their business model or, or if they're, if they even, they're, even if it's not their business, they just want to post these really glamorous, wonderful things because that's what they want to remember when they look back mm -hmm. on social media. Um, so I would, I would think through those things. I would start to 
talk yourself through in a logical sense, right? Those things that we know, they're only showing us what they want us to see. They probably, they, they could have had a really bad night also. And who knows, mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to walk a mile in their shoes. Right. You know, and start right. yeah. thinking about those kinds of things and really allow yourself to start to blow away some of the smoke so that you can really see things for what they are. Okay. So let's say you've unfollowed a bunch of folks and then a few days from now you're having not a great day and then you see somebody else pop up that you forgot that you didn't even think of to unfollow. Mm -hmm. And so you unfollow them, but it kind of puts you down a few notches anyways. Go through those right. motions of trying to really logically think yourself through it, right? They have a different body style than I do. That's another one. Totally different mm -hmm. genes. Who knows what else they're going through? And these are the things that I'm really excited about in my own life, which takes me to my next point is sometimes it it's so easy to focus on the things that make us unhappy that we forget to count our blessings. Right. And, and I'm so guilty of this, right? And I'm... Mm -hmm. But the way that I get out of, you know, kind of wallowing and, you know, just if I, like I said, if we want to be in a bad mood, we'll find a way to be. Right. Absolutely. Um, is surrounding myself with people who I've told in advance, if you ever catch me doing this, please do what you can to pull me out of it. And here's how you can pull me out of it. So this is kind of like that third, maybe fourth level of safety net where you have mm -hmm. friends and family members, those who are close to you that you can call up and you can just tell them, I'm yeah. having a crappy day because mm -hmm. I'm just, I just don't feel, whatever it is, you can be as honest as you want, I just don't feel pretty today, right? I right. definitely said that to my husband before. I was like, mm -hmm. do you think? and that's so silly. I feel silly even saying that out loud, right? But um, yeah. so I just don't feel pretty. And I think today. like even... Yeah, even saying it out loud helps me because I'm like, wait, what I'm saying is really dumb. Why am I even thinking this? If if I'm saying it out loud and it sounds really dumb, like, you, why are you why are you doing this to yourself? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like hearing those words come out of your mouth, you're like, that sounds actually ridiculous. I can't believe my mind's even thinking this way. Like, totally. That. I know, and that's so. that's our inclination is to kind of brush it under the rug, is to say these mm -hmm. feelings and these thoughts are not valid enough to have any actual airtime, right? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but you're feeling them, therefore they are valid, mm -hmm. and it's okay, and you're not alone. You're definitely, definitely not right. alone, right? <laughs> um, I would yeah. argue that the majority of people have those days. And I think that the best way around it is to address it directly. Mm -hmm. Okay. The best way, yeah. the best way around it is through it as um, some people right. like to say. And so even though you might feel a little silly, that means that the people who you're talking to are people you consider really safe, right? Right. These are your really right. close friends, your really close family members. You call them up and you say, I'm just having, I'm thinking like my dad, for example, who would probably mm -hmm. be a little blindsided if I called him up and was like, I just don't feel pretty. He would probably yeah. say he's hasn't had a conversation like that with me since I was 17, but right. there's no way that he would miss a beat. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. and he would, he would say, I, I, I trust, I know in, in like my soul that he would say exactly what I needed to hear. And and then that would be that. And I would, you kind of have to get over feeling silly in front of these people and just allow others in those times to just 
kind of remind you of who you are because probably what your friend or family member would say is you are so beautiful. What are you, you know, of course, what are you talking about? You're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then, and then have an honest conversation with them and feel free to air some of those ugly thoughts out, put them out to dry because you have to get them out. Right. Mm -hmm. And then allow right. somebody else to help you see through them. And so I would say yeah. as the last resort, I would lean on those. So unfollow all those ugly accounts, not that they're ugly accounts, but, but we perceive them as showing right. us that we are ugly, right? I would yeah. unfollow well, giving those. Giving us ugly thoughts. Yeah. Exactly. Giving mm -hmm. us ugly thoughts about ourselves. I would unfollow those as soon as possible. Um, mm -hmm. I would start to get really good at trying to see through those accounts. Let's be demystified as much as possible. You know, it's kind of like right. watching a commercial as a kid. I thought it was a fun game to figure out mm -hmm. what are they trying to sell and how, mm -hmm. you know? And so just right. kind of, if you kind of go on the offense of trying to figure out if it's, it becomes a game, what are they trying to sell and how are they trying to sell it? Then it kind of, it holds a little less power. So I would do that. Right. And then at the la as a last resort, I would employ the help of others. And if you're not comfortable yet calling up friends or family members and sharing those really honest, real thoughts with them, then mm -hmm. I, you can start journaling. That's a really great kind of halfway step where you write down, these are some of, these are some of the ugliest thoughts. Oops. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> these are, you know, right into your journal. These are some of my ugliest thoughts I'm having right now. Be as honest as you can and then go back mm -hmm. and read them and then come to, and then you be your own advocate. Right. 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 You go ahead and answer and address every single one of those because you know you best, even though we may think the worst things about ourselves sometimes, we also have the ability to think the best things about ourselves. And I think that it's important to go ahead and put those two side by side, acknowledge that it's all part of the complete package. This is going to be a work in progress every day and you are wonderful and beautiful. And with time, <laughs> we're going to build this muscle and it's going to get easier. Right. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, the best, what, what you were saying, I think my biggest takeaway is like, it's progress. It's not perfection. You're not really looking for a finish line mm -hmm. in this type of thing. It's like something you have to continue to think about and you're going to have bad days and that's the reality of it. And you just have to expect them and know how to get through them. Instead Absolutely. of thinking like, you know, I'm just going to wake up and feel great about myself every single day. And I feel like we have this perception like, oh, if I drop like five pounds, I'll wake up and feel amazing every single day. But well, that's not always the case. You know, like you still might, you, you might find something else to be self-conscious about instead. So it just, totally. um, it, it's, I feel like I need to stop thinking and maybe a lot of people I hope think this way, but you just not need to stop thinking on the fact that it, it's going to just be perfect one day. Mm -hmm. And like, if only this happened, it'll be perfect. And it's just not a perfection type of thing. You, you can't be perfect at it. <laughs> You can't, you can't. And you know what? And even those accounts that we do follow online, that mm -hmm. there are these bikini models. I have friends and I have really close friends who post, um, you know, bikini kind of photos of themselves. Right. And, mm -hmm. and they look amazing, right? They look right. incredible. And I've had real, really real conversations with them about accounts that they have gone through and unfollowed because it makes them think badly about their bodies. 
Right. Right. Everybody yeah. that goes through this, everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that's not fair. Right. There's some listeners being like, not me. I've never done that. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, I think it's all, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. I think that, I think that it's such a, regardless of where you are, the self, the comparison of self to others is such a natural thing. And like you said, there's never going to be a finish line and admitting that helps can help tremendously. Just knowing that, you know what? Mm -hmm. And then if you are having a bad day, you can also look at yourself and say, I'm just having a bad day and that's all it is. Right. Right. Like I'll make tomorrow better. And, you know, I think that everybody has their insecurities too. Like you look at someone you're like, Oh my gosh, that girl's body is so good. She, she looks great. But then you might talk to her and be like, Oh, you know, I hate like my legs or I hate my arms. And you're like, what are you talking about? You look so good. But it's like everybody, it's all relative, right? It's all what you're going through personally. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's important to know too, that even someone you might think is quote perfect, um, is going through the same type of thing. Totally. Yep. It's all relative. Exactly what you're saying. And you know what? And that's interesting too, because when I was in college and even when I was at what I would have considered to be, you know, when I was getting the most amount of compliments, you bet that I would look in the mirror and this is, this is body dysmorphia at its finest, right? Mm -hmm. Is even when in hindsight, I was probably my tiniest, I would look in the mirror and I would see so many flaws Right. So many things that I hated about my body. And eventually, what did that cause me to do? It would cause me to drop everything I was doing and swing the pendulum back the other way. And I turned into this and it became a self-sabotaging exercise, right? Right. Because I would never reach perfect or I got so tired Mm -hmm. of striving for it. And... Mm -hmm. And I think that, that, like you said, that one piece of acknowledging that this is just life, we're going to have good days and bad days, is what helped the most. But anyways, I hope yeah. this was helpful, Julia. Yeah, it definitely was. I, I feel like, you know, you can go out there and take it on now and just going to go through Instagram right now and unfollow all of yeah. these, you know, ugly thinking or not ugly accounts, people who make you feel ugly accounts. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. It's not that it's not that what they're doing is wrong. It's just that we're not in the right place to process what they're putting out. And that's okay. Exactly. Totally agree. Awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and yeah. sharing your story. Thank you for having so me. Honest and vulnerable. It has been <laughs> really mine. Um, it's something that I don't talk about enough is my own body image struggles just because I get caught up in other geeky, fun science things. And I'm really glad that right. I had the occasion to, to air it out. But yeah, I really agree, Julia. I appreciate it so much, Cassie. And just love your, 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 um, your whole message that you put out. It's just awesome. So keep, keep on keeping on. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you to everybody else who dialed in today. As always, you can find a complete transcript of today's show over at fedandfit.com. And also, as always, we'll be back again next week.